Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and joining me live in the Monorail Studios in beautiful East Tennessee are two Monorail children. Chicken Nugget. Chicken Nugget. Chicken Nugget. And Chicken Nugget. Two Chicken Nuggets. Garrett and McKenna. Haha. <laughs> I have unveiled your actual names. No. Garrett and McKenna Monorail. Ooh. Look them up. My name's actually Mackenzie, so... <laughs> My name is Garrett Nugget. Well, we have returned from um, a road trip down to Central Florida. Um, we were actively participating in phase one of relocate the monorail to Orlando. And we left one monorail family member behind. But she is joining us live via satellite is your favorite and mine, Samantha Monorail. Hey, hey Sam. Everyone. How are things down in Orlando? Uh, sunny, humid. Not too humid, actually. And it's actually a little cool right now. Yeah, it cooled off right when we left town, because the whole time we were down there, it was like mid-80s every day. It was too yeah. hot. No, that was not too hot. It's too hot. It was perfect. Too hot for winter. Too hot. It was nice. It felt good to me. I was wearing my short sleeves. Actually, I didn't even take a jacket or coat down there, because I was like, I'm just going to enjoy this warm weather, and it was great. It's very nice. Yeah. And we, we took advantage, after we got you kind of set up in your place, of course, we took advantage of exploring the area. We even made a little trip over to Disney Springs, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, sad to leave you behind, but I'm very excited that we'll be joining you in a few months. Hopefully sooner. Well, it won't yeah, be sooner. Wait. It's not going to be sooner, because no. you can't change your graduation from school. And I'm going to say, hey, please. <laughs> And that'll work. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think you're still going to have to go through your regular graduation proceedings. And we're going to make trips back and forth. Mom will come up. We'll go visit. We might send a kid or two down occasionally. We'll go down for spring break. So it's not going to be just five months of not seeing Mom. We're going to oh, make no. we're gonna make this work. Yeah, I can't wait to have you guys back down here. I already miss you all terribly. Yeah, we miss you too. And we're also super jealous because we know that while you're there, you're going to be getting to get your annual pass set up and you're going to be getting some park time before we can get started and uh, join you. But it'll be nice because, like I said, we're going to send you on assignments. We joined you on your first assignment that was suggested to us by Kevin, double O Kevin from the Mouse Knows Best podcast. Again, that's a teaser for later. We'll talk about it in a minute. But yeah, you're going to have many more to come. Many restaurant assignments and reviews that you're going to need to do. Yeah, I can't wait. McKenna's giving me a dirty look right now. I want the assignments. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, before we get started, or actually before we get into um, talking about, you know, some of the things we did this week and and, and talk more about the, the trip and the relocation... I did want to touch on a few pieces of Walt Disney World news. Some big news came out this week. 
I should say, this is episode 38, and today is January the 7th. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Yeah, this is our first Happy episode. Happy New. First episode of the new year. Um, thank you, Chicken McNugget. Happy 19. Yeah, happy 2019. Um, hope it brings you many magical trips to Walt Disney World to come visit us once we're down there. Yay! Yeah. So let's get into it. First thing I wanted to mention just really quickly, you may have seen this on the Twitters or the Facebooks or somewhere out in the social media, but people were taking pictures of Slinky Dog's booty, <laughs> and that's because they took the spring tail off of Slinky Dog Dash. Apparently, uh, according to Disney, it was a proactive move to um, update the tail um, because th- they're going to make some adjustments to it because, I-, I don't know, I guess there was some concern that maybe it would, I don't know, if they were worried it might fall off or... Is the tail coming back? That's what we are led to believe, that the spring tail is coming back. But for now, it's gone. Temporarily. Poor Slinky Dog. Yeah. He's a hunting dog now. Yeah, I know. They do that to some dogs, right? They bob their tails. Mm-hmm. Bird so. dogs, I think. Not, I, would, I, don't I don't know. know either. I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, some dogs, they cut their tails short. Which is sad. It's not necessarily hunting dogs either. There's another dog. It's like a small dog that they do it to. I, don't, I have no idea. People probably know. But they didn't have to do it to them. Yeah, it's sad. They did have to do it to him because they didn't want any physical harm to come to Walt Disney World guests, and I'm sure it had something to do with that. No. <laughs> so hopefully, I mean, it makes sense because that thing flops around yeah, was, while you're riding. It was. It wasn't like a stiff tail. It was on a springs, so it was flopping around. So anyway, gone for now, but we expect it to come back soon. The other thing I wanted to mention, because this has come up on the podcast before, you'll have to go dig through the archives to find where we've talked about it, but it's happened a couple of times, maybe specifically on the episodes that Kevin's joined us on. Kevin from Disney Pixar's Up is coming to Animal Kingdom starting in February. Which we we kind of thought he should be there anyway, right? Because they changed the bird show to the Up bird show, and we were like, why would they not have Kevin as part of that show? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Considering it makes too much sense, really. He could he'd be a very cool part of the show. He could. He could run the show. Let Kevin run the show, yeah. Um, Kevin and Doug. Or at least, you know, pop up here and there and have some Kevin hijinks. Because he's pretty slippery and spry. Hard to, hard to track down. But, um, no, I think it'll be cool. I don't know if you're going to get to meet him or, or what capacity he's going to be appearing at the park. So right now all we know it is... It could be like a Pluto's Playground kind of deal, you know? Where oh, Pluto yeah. just pl- hangs out with the kids, it could be like that, but Kevin. Yeah, that would be neat. And you could take some pictures with him, and may- maybe he'd peck you on the head or something. Maybe. I thought that was interesting, because I think we predicted the future on that one. It just made sense. Right? He should have been in the show in the first place. Agreed. Yeah. So, I don't know if he'll be part of the show, but he might. Well, at least for it to be a picture opportunity would be cool. I agree. And hopefully they'll do that. Yeah, because that's a really cool bird. He Could cool. he sign, though? No, like, he doesn't he, have arms. He can't sign. He, and I don't think that he'll be able to hold a pin in his beak or anything. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny to see, though. Maybe I'm underestimating <laughs> Kevin's like a, abilities. a stamp. Yeah, he could stamp. Maybe they could, yeah, he could, like, step on your autograph book. Hey, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Splat. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. He could poop in it. Birds love to poop. Kevin oh, poop. Oh, Right in your autograph book. No. <laughs> they poop all the time so anyway go see kevin coming in february now over at the studios this was something we teased i think we talked about it maybe on our new year's show but maybe before that 
we said that Disney was going to be introducing a new logo for the Hollywood Studios, and this is 2019 is the ni- the th- 19th, the 30th anniversary for the Hollywood Studios. So they rolled out a logo, and I wanted to get your all's reaction to it. Garrett's had a good look at it. I've got it here opened up on my uh, tablet. McKenna, did you see it? I did. So, I saw it a little. Yeah, so this is the 30th anniversary logo. It's a it's a big 30 over to the left of the three, kind of in the, the bottom part of the three. It says Disney's Hollywood Studios. And then Mickey and Minnie are holding hands in the O. They're popping out of the, of the zero. And then it says years underneath the 30. So Disney Hollywood Studios, 30 years. And the style of Mickey and Minnie is the, the new style. Mm-hmm, of the cartoon. The, yeah, the Mickey shorts. Um, Sam, what was your reaction to the, the logo when you saw it? I mean, I think it's really cute. I like it a lot. I like that it's the new Mickey and Minnie. Um, but I know some people like traditional type things and they're not going to enjoy this. But I think it's really cute. I do like it. Yeah. What, what do you guys think? The new style isn't the reason I don't really like it. It's just not very Hollywood Studios. Well, I actually think that it is because I think this is a answer to like not an answer. It's because of the new ride in the Hollywood Studios, it's right? Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And that's the style it's going to be style. in. That's the style. So, when is that opening? It opens this year. Okay, so I think that's why they did this. Yeah. It's for it's like kind of like a pub, publicity kind of thing. It is. That's part of it. Yeah. I mean, it's cute. It's it re- but I, that style is everywhere, anyways. Yeah. And you see, the font they used is the Hollywood Studios font, right? You said it's not very it's just, studios, it but it's the studios font. Whenever I'm looking at it without the Hollywood Studios in the corner, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I can agree with that. So here's some of the things I've heard, and I'll and I'll give a shout out to Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz because I heard them talk about this at length. They were both pretty grumpy about it. And just in general, I told them they sounded pretty grumpy on the last episode. I don't know if they had the holiday hangover blues or what was going on with them, but they need to perk it up. 2019 is going to be a good year. But anyway, um, here's some things I've heard. First of all, the gray. Why gray? Yeah. Um, You know, 25 is a silver anniversary, so I don't know if there's any color associated with 30. I I don't know. Bronze. No, it's not bronze because I think bronze is like 15 or something. It should be gold then. So 30 anniversary color is green, actually. Green. Interesting. I didn't know that. That would have been nice. And this is like for weddings, right? Oh. um. But uh, let's see where bronze. I know bronze is in here. Bronze is actually the eighth anniversary the 10th is 10 15th is crystal 25th is silver 30th uh so i've got actually this says the gym is this the gym that's associated with it or the traditional oh okay sorry so the traditional for a 30th anniversary is pearl pearl yeah so okay so they could have made it pearl that would have been kind of cool and then the 50th is gold okay so i was right and diamond is 60th According to this, platinum is 70th, and then, and then platinum is also 75th. <laughs> they were like, just keep on with platinum at that point. Okay, so pearl. They didn't use pearl, they used gray. I don't really have a big problem with the color. I actually kind of like the simplicity of it because it's pretty understated. Now, the thing that I can hear people criticizing, and I've heard from multiple places, why use this version of Mickey and Minnie when it's the new version of Mickey and Minnie? understand they're putting in Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and this obviously is tied to that, so it's more marketing than it is anything else. But why not use a classic version, if you're going to go with Mickey, or 
why is it not kind of some kind of icon from the park? Like, why is it not the Chinese theater? Why is it not the Earful Tower? Why is it not, you know, something that actually is tied to classic MGM or something? I think the reason that it is the new version is because they they are using the new version. That's what they're yeah. using for everything. They're not going to, just because you guys want it to be like that, they're not going to do that. They well, really want to drive... A new version into everyone's head. And I could totally see that if you're talking about, like, going forward, like, some sort of a new logo. But this is a logo that's celebrating a 30th anniversary. You'd think it would be, like, a tip of the cap to tradition. Yeah, but, like, they're trying to bring in the younger crowd now. Mm -hmm. Because, like, as... Because, you know, the older crowd, they're going to always appreciate Disney. Mm -hmm. So it's time to start trying to reel in the younger crowd more. So then when they're older, they'll always appreciate Disney, and they'll probably do the same thing with the next younger crowd. Yeah. So I think that's the reason behind this. But I also agree, like, it would have been cool if they did, like, the 30. They could have kept with that 30. I like the 30. Yeah. And then why not do, like, the shadows of the past iconic things in Hollywood Studios? Yeah. Oh. Like a mashup. Bring all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah, like, just stuff that's been there, because, you know... They have taken down Things a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and it would have been cool to see, like... Maybe just, even, like, a tip of the cap to WCW Wrestling that used to film there. I don't know if they would have done that, <laughs> but, like, I don't know, just, like, stuff. And maybe the Hollywood Tower of Terror, which is, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. it's the iconic, could have been, like, in the front, and then the rest could have been, like, a shadow in the back. See, that's what I thought it was going to be in the first place whenever I heard they were making a new icon. I thought it was going to be, like, the old stuff. Old stuff, yeah. I've seen a bunch of... There's a lot of fan art out there where people have taken the 30 and just put different things in the middle. There's a cool one that has Roger Rabbit. Uh, Oh, that's fun. The Dillos shared one with us that has Kermit in it, which I I think you all would appreciate. Um, There was a really cool one where someone made it look very 90s, and they put like a 90s Mickey in there, and then it almost looked like the opening uh, theme to Saved by the Bell with like random squiggles and colors and stuff. It was actually kind of cool, but it didn't look modern. It looked 90s, which, okay, I get it. You know, it opened in, what, 89? So that makes sense, 89, um, you know, into the early 90s. So that style fits. Uh, But the logo has to be, like, if you looked at that, on like a brochure or a billboard or something, you'd be like, what is happening? Like, it wouldn't make sense. So I get that it has to be modern, but still... And and, I, and like I've said in the past, I think Disney typically does a very good job of being updating things, being modern, but also tipping the cap to the tradition. In this case, I don't think they did, Mm-mm. which is a little weird. So I, I kind of agree. I don't know why they went with... Other than pure marketing, which is what you're getting at, McKenna. Yeah. That I, I, don't, I don't know why else they would have done that, but... Anyway. Well, I like the new Mickey and Minnie. Um, I like their shorts. I think they're fun to watch. And I think the logo is cute. So <laughs> call me a minority. No, no, no. It's okay. It's, it's actually really good because I think with our group, you are a relatively new Disney nerd. The kids, they're young, so they bring a different perspective. I'm the grumpy old curmudgeon that, that's like, I've been going to Disney for 30 years now, or, you know, plus. So sometimes I can tend to be grumpy and be a stick in the mud and not want to change. I'm trying to be positive and open-minded. 2019 is going to be a positive year. 2019 needs to be the year for the Muppets. Yeah. 2019 needs to be Oswald's year. <laughs> but <laughs> but basically, what I, I've come around, sometimes you're going to hear my curmudgeon, curmudgeon come out, but I also see that 
Not every attraction they build is supposed to be for me. Not every show Disney makes or every movie is supposed to be for me. And that's okay, but the logos have to appeal to everybody. Yeah. So, it's a little weird. The logo should have been hashtag save Oswald. <laughs> no, we're not. Oswald had his year when the Mickey game came out where you yeah. run around and you paint stuff. That wasn't enough. Epic no, Mickey 2. Yeah, the I power loved of Epic two Oswald's Mickey, better. The power of two. The Muppets need to have their year. How hey. about Oswald and the Muppets? No. Yes. <laughs> so Oswald gets more of his due on the left coast. So over at the Disneyland and the California Adventure, there's a lot more Oswald going on over there. Yeah, so. I need and to check that place out then. You can yeah. get prompt. Like, there are a lot of Oswald ears mm-hmm. that you can get even at Disney World. I saw someone with them while we were mm-hmm. there. So he needs to get his own shorts. We can move on because I think we could go on about that for a really long time. But if you haven't seen it, go go to, I don't know how you've avoided it if you're on social media at all because it's out there. And all the various fan art is out there as well. Go check them out. There's a lot of good ones. Last thing of news that I really wanted to talk. Actually, there's two things, but one of these is probably going to take more time than the other. There was an interview that came out from Barons.com where Bob Iger was addressing kind of a state of the Disney Corporation. And he shared a lot of different insights about the vision for the streaming service, the parks, the movies, all sorts of things. And we just learned in the last couple of days that... I think Disney made something like $7 billion in movie revenue last year. Sounds about it's, right. It's ridiculous. They're raking in a lot of cash from the uh, box office. But anyway, they're doing well on multiple fronts. And it was interesting to kind of read about their strategy for the streaming service. So that was one thing that, that I took away. But the other thing, and this is the thing that people grasped onto, there was a specific question that was asked to Bob Iger about bringing... IPs into the parks. Like, how do you maximize revenue? And he had talked a little bit about, like, they asked him, do you raise ticket prices? Do you add gates? Do you add attractions? What do you do? Because do you feel like, you know, you've kind of topped out on um, opening parks, and how do you grow revenue? What? Okay. So, clarify, what is an IP? Intellectual property. Okay. So, yeah. And so that means, like, Disney has gone out in the last, you know, 20 years and bought up all kinds of IPs, including Star Wars, including the Muppets, including Fox now. That's and almost some of them they don't use well enough. Right. Some of them are underserved. But Fox, um, you know, bringing a lot of IPs to the Disney corporate, including Avatar, which they will own now. You know, they built Avatar Land before they ever owned Avatar. The, the question was really kind of, it was in, around, around that sort of thing, like growing the parks, what's the plan, how do you raise revenue, all this kind of stuff. And Bob Iger was talking about how they get a lot of mileage out of building attractions that are based around the intellectual property. So, you know, he gave the example of uh, Frozen Ever After is, sure, it's in Norway and Epcot, but you actually get to go to Arendelle and you get to hang out with Anna and Elsa and, and Olaf. And people are drawn to that because they see these characters in the movies and then they want to experience it themselves. Well, the comment that people really latched onto in this response was, you don't want to go to some, you know, ride some nondescript roller coaster in some random place like India or something like that. You would rather go to Arendelle to see Anna and Elsa. You'd rather go to Cars Land and go to Radiator Springs. And so people took that and basically extrapolated, now what coaster could he be talking about, a nondescript coaster based in India Mm, there's only one that comes to mind, and that's Expedition Everest. 
which is an amazing roller coaster. Right. So this. Mm-hmm. So of course Disney Twitter was very kind um, in their response. No, of course they lashed out with lots of venom and rage. And to the point where Bob Iger actually tweeted, he never actually tweets very much, especially in response to things like this, but he did tweet in response to the outrage, and he said he wasn't talking about Expedition Everest. I don't know why he was so specific about those details that seem to describe Expedition Everest, but he wasn't talking about Expedition Everest. He thinks that's a good, distinct roller coaster that transports you to a place, and obviously, turnstiles are moving, so people are riding it. See, um... He's saying, oh, it's a good descript thing. I'm I'm angry about this because I think one of the things that makes Disney so amazing is that it's not all IPs and that it's like, you know, countries and stuff and an exploration of um, different cultures. Well, for example, like Journey to Imagination, they created Figment. Figment didn't come from anything else. That's from the yeah, ride. It's and um I forgot where I was going. No, you're right. Like, not everything that gets built has to be based on an intellectual property. Yeah. They can create things specifically for the park or things that transport you to places or different times. And that doesn't have to be based on a movie. Yeah. That's what you're getting at, right? Well, I was going to say something in the beginning, but then I I went off. off. Yeah. No, no, I went off (laughs) on myself. I forget. I go on like a little rants and I forget my original point. Hmm. Well, while you think about it. Okay. I, I think... You know, and this is something that's been up for debate the last several years that people feel like Disney has gotten to the point where they will not build any new attraction unless it's tied to an IP. For example, Tron Coaster coming to Tomorrowland, right? Yeah. Um, For example, Frozen Ever After, Ratatouille Ride in France. Why does everything have to be tied to an IP? And so this has been up for debate for a long time. But then basically Bob Iger comes out and says, because... Tying things to IPs is what makes us money. That's yeah. why people go. And I don't think he's correct. So just to play a little bit of devil's advocate here, I can kind of see what he's saying, though, because people, whenever they have opened these attractions that are specific to an IP, they see an influx of you know, people coming, little kids are, you know, dragging their parents, hurry up, let's go meet Anna and Elsa. I mean, you remember we went there when Anna and Elsa first did their character thing, uh, where you could meet them, and yeah, that and one the was princess, The princess storybook hall or something. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, you kind of have to play a little bit of a devil's advocate here. I mean, he's a businessman, and it makes sense in a way from a business perspective but it's also short-sighted but it does make sense you know what do you think garrett you haven't said much about this i think people will still be really excited if something new opens but it will be more uh disney veterans than uh little kids because the the tiny ones get really excited for that kind of ip stuff yeah cars land like i'd be really excited if disney made something new because it Um, mixes things up mm mm-hmm my problem is with the whole like turning of ips and stuff i agree kids will get excited about that but i fear for what's going to happen in the long run because you know they were in epcot it was culture but now it's turning more into ips like taking away nordstrom making it nordstrom well what (laughs) there's still norway um, I, I know, but there's not the ride anymore. Yeah. The ride is what made you want oh, to go. Oh, Maelstrom. Maelstrom can't talk. <laughs> wow. I, 
See, I never even got to ride it, so I don't know what it's called. It closed called. right before we it, went in 2014. Oh, I was so yeah. mad that it closed right before we went. Maelstrom. Or adding Ratatouille in France. Sure, it might it'll bring kids to Epcot, but that just takes away more and more of learning and culture. And kids aren't going to learn as much about it anymore. I think they could tie the two together. Here, Here's what... I think people are kind of reading the tea leaves and they're starting to feel even more nervous. You know, we've been talking for a while about this two-year refurbishment to Spaceship Earth. Oh, gosh. And you hear a comment like that, and it makes you think, what are they planning for the inside of Spaceship Earth then? Is it just going to be a big uh, ride through Mickey animation or something? Like, what are they going to do? And I think that's what's making people feel even more anxious about this. And I get what you're saying, Sam. From a business perspective, it seems like it makes sense. But I would argue, yeah. but I would argue that Epcot was holding steady with the success that it had without bringing IPs into the park. I think they just thought, oh, we could grow it even further if we do it. But why, why, why homogenize the parks? Why do you want to do that? Why not make them distinct? You can't go. I mean, it's too late now. But back in the day, you couldn't go to Epcot if you wanted to see characters. They weren't there. And that, there was nothing wrong with that. People went, and they enjoyed it. People loved that park. Original Epcot right. Center, 1982 version, people love it. It could just turn into one big park if they keep doing what they're doing. Right, because what is going to, what's going to distinguish Epcot from Hollywood Studios? I mean, I think Magic Kingdom has its own personality, and it's kind of its own thing. And so does Animal Kingdom. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah. It's pretty specific and distinct. I don't think you could ruin animal kingdom mm, how it is now they might like if they started taking more of the animal and the conservation and some of that stuff out and putting more ips in it's it, they could eventually make it to where it's not as distinct i don't think they do that because that's against what animal kingdom is yeah but that was what rafiki's was planet watch what epcot is yeah exactly so they went against the original plan for epcot well the original plan was a place where people were going to live but yeah, <laughs> but even so it was supposed to be a celebration of technology and culture that was epcot well, a animals. world a world's fair animals are living things yeah you're not just going to replace them with a with a character that's what happens a lot though We'll see, you know, animatronic animals are a lot easier to take care of than yeah. <laughs> than real ones. Uh -huh. But I would say the two that are in most danger are Hollywood Studios and Epcot of becoming very similar. Very similar experiences. Because you're bringing in, we know they're bringing in Guardians of the Galaxy to Epcot. I don't agree with that. And, I mean, into Future World, which I guess if you're going to put it anywhere, that kind of makes sense. But it's still not educational. I, I'm saying now, I don't think it's going to be an educational experience. No. I think it's just going to be a fun ride. I, I'm a big museum person, mm -hmm. and I love the educational part of Epcot, and I loved the Epcot ball <laughs> and learning about all the technology and stuff. Yeah, and communication I, through time. I'm so scared that yeah. they're going to ruin it. Yep, I know. It makes you nervous. I mean, from a positive perspective, I'm sure that we'll enjoy the things that we get. Yeah. But it's almost like we're losing something. Like, it, you, you, you feel a, a loss. We're going to have to go through the, the stages of... Loss? The sta no, no, no. The stages of uh, mourning. Mourning. Stages of grief. Yeah. Grief. Yeah. For uh, what, whatever we wanted in the Epcot Bowl. Yeah. So, it sounds to me like maybe you guys aren't interested in getting the annual passes anymore. <laughs> I, I, no, that's no, not I'm 100% interested in <laughs> And I guess that. you didn't hear what I just said. The things that are I coming in are going to be good... 
Yeah, and, we're and still we know gonna that. like it. It's still we're still busy. gonna enjoy it. We're just gonna be sad it's not what it once was. And that's hey, as you guys get older, this is gonna be it's it's kind of the uh, the privilege of being an old person. You get to be like, well, back in my day, and you're gonna be able to say that soon about Disney. But I'm not old yet. You're getting there. No. Yeah. Back in my day, there weren't characters over there in the Epcot Center. Like that. That's how no, you talk. No, I can already do that about certain things. <laughs> Back in my day, Minecraft. No, I, I, I meant more um, kids on the bus. Like, back in my day, we didn't talk about Fortnite on the bus. <laughs> well, you do now. No, I don't. Oh, come on. I don't have any friends on the bus that, that do that kind of thing. The friends on the bus talk about Fortnite. No, I don't. <laughs> they talk about how much it, it's bad. So anyway, we can move on, but I just, um, I I think there's a lot to take from that single little paragraph in that interview, a lot to unpack, a lot to read into. And the fact that now, if you go look at the article on barons.com, they have actually edited Bob Iger's quote and it no longer says what he said originally when he specifically said the thing about India. Now it just says, um, some non-distinct coaster somewhere, which is, yeah, you don't go back and edit your quotes and you your articles you that's said. that's odd because what does that mean did he not actually say that or did he go back and say we need to change this and even so yeah. you don't you don't do that so weird weird stuff let's talk about going to walt disney world in its current state so this is something we can talk about a little bit too disney announced free dining is now available if you're booking for summer of 2019 the reason this is interesting is because typically The free dining offer has come about in the fall. This year, they're offering it from July 5th through September 30th, basically the whole summer. So my, I I have a theory about this. My question to you all is, what do you think is going on here? Why did they change the free dining? Because understand, free dining was offered in the fall because that was the least attended time in the park. So they were trying to bring people in. So now they're offering it in the summer, which is usually the highest attendance time because kids are out of school. So what's going on? Do you think attendance is dropping in the summer? I don't think attendance is dropping. I don't know what's happening. I just, I don't think attendance is dropping. Attendance could be rising. Think about what's happening this year at Walt Disney World. What's going to be happening late fall 2019? Star Wars. What? Really? Star Wars. This year? This year. This year. This year. This well, year. probably like December, but yes, this, this year. This year, yeah. So everyone, this year, they're they're worried everyone's going to wait until Star Wars opens to come to Disney. Yeah, that's exactly what I think is happening. Is they they are looking at the numbers. They already know what their reservations are for the summer right now. And p- typically, people have booked you know Disney way in advance. You have to, right? We've talked yeah. about it for for dining, for fast passes. You got to book at least 180 days in advance. You you need to do that. Now, what Disney's doing is they're looking at the summer and they see reservations are light this year. Why is that? Well, we all know Star Wars Land is opening in late fall, quote unquote, December of 2019. So people are either not going to travel at all this year or they're going to wait until end of November, first part of December, maybe mid-December to go because they want to go to Star Wars Land. So, of course, of course, Disney's like, because the whole thing, anytime you see a promotion, where Disney's offering discounted room rates, it's because they are trying to smooth out the crowds. And that was actually something that Bob Iger talked about um, in the article. The strategy is to go from having these peak periods, because 
And honestly, it's a it's a it's a true statement to say that it impacts customer guest satisfaction when the parks are crammed full. People aren't happy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, I know that. So they're going to charge you more during peak times to try to get people out of there, less people book. They'll charge you less during the low periods to encourage people to go at that time. And that's and so when you see them offer deals like this, it's trying to encourage more people to book during that time period. And that's exactly what they're doing because if it were me and we talked about it. Hey, we're moving to Orlando, yeah. so we don't have to worry about booking a vacation anytime soon to Disney. We're going to get to be, be down there all the time. But we had talked about before that was in the cards for us. I said, you know, we'll probably wait till 2020, maybe 2021 to go for the, like the 50th anniversary of um, Magic Kingdom. And then we'll go to Star Wars Land. Um, mm-hmm. They're already trying to deal with that, knowing that this is probably going to be a light summer. The good news is... If you aren't interested at all in Star Wars Land, go this summer. Yeah, for because real. crowds are probably going to be pretty light. And if you hold a pass, relatively, I should if say. You, if you have a pass, uh, you can go whenever you want. <laughs> exactly, but but in truth, this will probably be the least attended summer in the Walt Disney World Resort for like in a very long time, probably since travel dipped back after nine eleven. I bet you it's really going to kind of not. And I'm not trying to say it's going to be dead. There are going to be people there. Trust yeah, of me. Course. Kids are out of school. People are going to go. People are going to take advantage of the Star Wars thing. Yeah. But I think that the peak periods are going to be maybe a little less peak. And I guess what I'm trying to say is if the crowd calendar would tell you that on July 15th, the park should be at an eight, maybe this year it's at a seven or a six. Yeah. You know. So. I'm okay with that because I'll be able to go to Disney. We'll be able to go with all of us to Disney and there won't be a huge crowd. Listen to you. You already are like totally like wrapped up in this idea of going to the parks on your own. Like you, you just bought into it. You're like, yeah, I'll just go. <laughs> just me. <laughs> Whatever. I, I will take Garrett as well or McKenna. <laughs> yeah. So that's a joke. I, I know. I too. know. So free dining is a pretty big subject. We've never actually really dove into it very much. We've talked about it a little bit. You know, it's, it's essentially a way to prepay for your dining. You're kind of creating like an all-inclusive vacation package when you do it. Um, the only thing we've really said about it in the past is in order to get the value out of it, you have to use all your dining credits and get the most expensive thing on the menu. Um, the big change this year from the free dining offer is if you stay at a moderate, you only get the quick service uh, dining package instead of the standard. And you have to stay at a deluxe to get the standard package. Um, so if you stay at a value or moderate, you're only getting quick service dining. So we'll talk about it a little more. I think that's very interesting, though, because to me, why would you, if you're going to get, you're really just interested in that free dining, why would you not stay at like Art of Animation or Pop Century? Why would you pay more and go to a moderate you're going to get the same dining package. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and Pop Century and Art of Animation are good places to stay. So, I don't know. That's kind of bizarre. But we can get into all the details about what the dining packages are and, and what the different levels are. We'll do that. We could even talk about it next time because people may be considering it for this summer. Yeah. So, we could talk about it next week. I don't know. I really think that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking is going on here. Um, yeah. It's very Star Wars influenced. No surprise. I don't know if you saw this, but Disneyland just announced they're hiking up their prices um, in anticipation of Star Wars opening up. Because it's going to open in the summer in Disneyland. Oh. And they just announced huge price increases for their tickets. Wow. Yeah. So we may be seeing something similar coming soon. Oh, I hope not. Well, hey, it'll be okay for us. Well, even annual annual passes go up in price. So 
<laughs> they do. So, but if we buy that early enough. <laughs> for this year. So that's all that I wanted to talk about on the news. That took us longer than I expected, but that's okay. I think it's all really interesting stuff to talk about. And I think so. I'd love to hear what our listeners are thinking about these things as well. You know, tell us what you think about the Hollywood Studios logo. Hashtag always MGM. Tell us what you think about um, the Iger comments. I mean, what do they mean to you? Do you think it matters? Are people reading too much into this? I don't think Heaven we forbid. are. Because uh, a lot of um, comments that biz- like people in business make are more than they look. Yeah. Do you think uh, we should save Oswald? No. Hashtag save don't, Oswald. We're, not, <laughs> we're starting another We're one. not starting that. We're only <laughs> I'm starting, starting that. I'm spreading that o- everywhere. No. We don't Oswald's need to save great. Oswald. We need Oswald's to save the great. Muppets. The Muppets are no, top Hashtag priority. Oswald greater than no, Mickey. Don't you say that. <laughs> oh. No. Don't. You're going to get. That's a that's a serious Ooh. statement right there. Do you agree with Garrett? Oswald greater than Mickey. I want to hear from you on that are one. Are the Muppets more important than and this <laughs> sham? Not rate, just 2019. <laughs> rate these three. Oswald, Mickey, Muppets. Muppets, 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 Muppets. (laughs) And then also, uh, what do you think about the dining plan? And and do you think that we're correct in what we're kind of reading into based on the change of timing for the dining plan? I should probably tell them how to find us at Morning Monorail on Twitter. Or talk to us on Facebook or Instagram, wherever you want to. Monday Morning Monorail, that's where you can find us. Except for Twitter, which is Morning Monorail. Um, All right, so let's specifically talk about this past week. And some of the things we did, and I don't think it'll take super long, because we really only had one Disney day. And I call it a Disney day, even though we didn't go to a park. We went to Disney Springs for several hours and had a really nice time, as usual, because Disney Springs is a great place to hang out and enjoy an afternoon. The first thing I want to say is, the I-4 construction is insane. Oh, gosh. And Oh, my gosh, it's awful. I remember it from when we went down in July, but gosh, it feels like it's gotten worse. And I really hope that this is something they're going to be able to wrap up in the next couple of years. But it is such a mess. It seems like something that could be going on for a very long time. If you have to drive to Walt Disney World and you're taking the four through downtown Orlando, it just be aware that I don't know how there aren't a thousand crashes a day. Oh, yeah. People don't care. On that interstate. Uh, the, the, off, the on and off ramps are, there's no room. They're very short. They overlap each other. The, the lanes shift back and forth, and people drive like maniacs. Just be aware. You got to be alert. Arrive unhurt. What was that? We saw that billboard that said, better left unread than dead. Yeah, don't be reading text yeah. messages while you drive through downtown Orlando. Don't be reading text messages while you drive, Ever. period. You're right. That's, that's true. Don't let Dan get you. But if you're good. <laughs> yeah, don't Dan let, got me. <laughs> oh, wait, don't let Dan get you, please. Save yourself. There's also... There's also a billboard that says uh, robots can't take your job if you're retired. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So let's all retire. Oh, yeah. Hey, we should tell that to the animals at Animal Kingdom. They should retire because the robots are coming for their jobs. Just like the photo pass um, cast members. Robots that's not really how it works. You can be replaced if you retire because people you'll you'll leave an open spot. Yeah, but you'll be retired, so it won't matter to you. It should. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we asked our Diz Twitter family what restaurant we should go to at Disney Springs, and we got a resounding Planet Hollywood Observatory from our good friend Kevin. Already mentioned Kevin from the Mouse Knows Best podcast, Double O Kevin on Twitter. And I'll be honest, I wasn't super excited about going there because I went to the Planet Hollywood before it was reimagined as the observatory. 
back in the day. Um, I used to be a big fan of going to Planet Hollywood because I didn't have good taste in food and I was um, always just interested in seeing the memorabilia and the atmosphere and stuff. So when I was younger, I went there. As I got older, I realized this place is expensive for food that's not great. Yeah. And um, there was really no reason to go there. And that's probably a lot of the reason that Planet Hollywood in general went bankrupt. But he said, you got to go back. Guy Fieri's come in. He can take you to oh, Fla- yeah. Flavortown. Guy Fieri. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of reasons to, to go try it out. The shakes, the drinks, all that stuff. So we were like, okay, fine. It was the, I mean, the other suggestion we got was homecoming. And we'll do homecoming. But... Um, Fried chicken is something we're pretty familiar with. Oh, yeah. We and, know good fried chicken. Yeah. And so I'm a little nervous to go there as well because I don't want to go there and be disappointed. But I hear really good things about it. So we'll, we'll try it out. But this time, we went back to the Planet Hollywood. This was, I think, Garrett and McKenna's first experience at a Planet yes. Hollywood. And Sam, when's the last time you've been to a Planet Hollywood? Um, our eighth grade trip to Washington, Oh, okay. D.C. <laughs> okay. There you go. So it's been yeah. a very long time for you. So let's talk about first, let's talk about the atmosphere of the restaurant. What did you think about the, the decor, the music, the, the, we were in the observatory, we ate inside, even though it was a beautiful day, we could have oh, eaten on the balcony, so beautiful. Uh, but I wanted to enjoy the, the ambiance, if you will. And what did you guys think about just the experience of the environment? I liked it. Can you expand on that, sir? I got, um, the, the camera went on me a few times. Yeah, so there's a there's a camera that goes around the room and zooms in on tables. Oh, I don't like that. Garrett did the Fortnite dance. No, I did not. <laughs> I I did the okay hand, but I did no Fortnite dance. I he tried flossed. to I tried to Garrett convince flossed. McKenna to. No, I didn't. Garrett took the L. <laughs> I, that's not even how that works. <laughs> okay. But no, I did the okay hand thing. Yep. And I liked whenever they played the music videos. There were a lot of music videos. The, it kind of does this animation like the observatory is opening up and you're looking out into this world of music videos. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, there's a lot of mechanical uh, gears moving around, metal sheets sliding to the side. N- knock off Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I have a few warnings. Yep. If you're super white like me, okay. they play the YMCA. And, and so you you're going to get sucked into that. You can't stop the YMC. And also, if you don't like people looking at you while you're eating, also like me, don't go. Because they put the camera on you while you're eating. <laughs> and everyone gets to see you struggle to eat. I get... And I hold burgers weird, like I'm holding a pencil, and I don't want people to look at what? it. I've <laughs> never observed you holding a burger oh, like you hold a pencil. Uh, when, back at my old job, during breaks, I would hold my burger, and people would be like, why are you holding your burger like that? <laughs> and I, I hate it. I hate people looking at me while I'm eating. So don't go if okay. you don't like people watching you eat. Uh, I was pretty thrilled by it. You loved it. Garrett likes yeah. people watching him eat. Yeah. No, I like... I like to. You like the experience. I like to get them. We should say when the, okay the hand. when the YMCA starts, every server in the place has to get up and dance and sing and participate. And I they feel did. So bad for them. They seemed like their hearts were in it. So oh gosh. they were. Yeah, they, they were they doing it. Like they were excited to do it. Sam, what did you think about the atmosphere of the restaurant? Um, it's loud. It was fun. It was loud. Yeah, it's good for families. Um, a lot of fun. A neat place. The memorabilia is cool. I think it's a little overpriced, but it's a, it, it was fun. Yeah, I will, and we'll ca- talk a little bit more about that. I'm, I'm a sucker for movie props. Oh, yeah. I, I really, so especially cool. from movies that I enjoy. There was The Shining. Movie. Yeah, they had an axe from The Shining. Oh, so of course, cool. I took a picture of R2 
They had a yeah. Chewy costume. We saw on the third floor they had a case of Jason masks Ugh. that we couldn't get to because it was blocked off, and I really That's wanted so to see sad. it. But all kinds of really cool things from movies that just bring you right back. You know, you get that nostalgia feeling. It's like, oh, look, there's Ferris Bueller's vest. <laughs> all that's pretty cool. Cool memorabilia, cool decor. It's kind of loud. If you, I would say this is a place you got to watch out for if you're sensitive to lights and flashing oh, yeah. because there's a lot of that that goes on. Showtime happens like every 10 or 15 minutes and the lights swirl around the room and it goes crazy. What about, all right, let's talk about the food now. First of all, we started out with the appetizer of the Captain Crunch chicken tenders. They were good. I didn't like the mustard on them. I would have preferred like hot sauce or something. Mm-hmm. They were good. Yeah. $15, I, I think the... They well, would, you get four before. chicken tenders Yeah, for $15. It's a little pricey, but it's Disney Springs. What can you say? Yeah. Um, you didn't try them, did you? You tried a bite. I did. I liked it. You liked it. Not enough to have more. You tried a small bite. Garrett eats like a bird. He loves birds and he eats like a bird. (laughs) And Sam, what do you think about the chicken tenders? I thought that they were really, really good. I didn't realize they were $15, but not $15 good, but they're good. Yeah. So this is one of the signature items, the, the Captain Crunch chicken tenders. And the servers will recommend it to you if you ask them for appetizer recommendations this used to be an entree and i can remember having it back when i went to planet hollywood years ago as an entree but now it's an appetizer and our server told us that this was apparently demi moore's recipe yeah and uh that's how it made it on the menu but it has stood the test of time it's still there it's good it's not like again it's not like the most amazing food i've ever eaten but it's good i, I don't know that it's 15 dollars good but it's, it's good not, i don't think it if it was an entree i would say yeah sure 15 dollars. but you probably but. want a couple more chickens yeah yeah the other thing i was going to talk about was the drink menu they do have an extensive alcohol menu and non-alcoholic drinks special drinks for the kids lots of them come in various collectible souvenir glasses some of them come to you in like a observatory glass. Some of them are in like hurricane glasses. Um, some of the glasses light up. Garrett got one that was a hurricane glass, and that was a lemonade, right? It's really cool. Yeah. It's a cool glass. It's a, it is a cool glass. Um, now, we, Sam and I, ordered um, drinks that did not come in souvenir glasses, but I got a uh, Arnold's lemonade, and it's, it's like a, it was essentially basically like a Long Island tea with lemonade mixed in. It was good. And then Sam got a mojito of some kind. It's like a berry mojito. Yes, and it tastes like, um, it tastes a little bit like a mojito with a lot of syrup, like berry flavored, like really sugary syrup. And, um, you know that I'm not like huge on sweet drinks and so it was a little too sweet for my taste but um, I can see if you like uh, really sweet drinks people enjoying that yeah and there's a lot like we we barely scratched the surface of the drink menu I mean they have some pretty fancy Bloody Marys you can get there um, and, and I think they've got a lot of options for people if you want something sweet you can definitely get a very sweet alcoholic drink there they have beers and and like I said, a lot of it is they're really pushing souvenir glasses and different things like that. But a lot of cool oh, options. Yeah. I mean, I liked my drink. I thought it was good. Um, I had a severe headache when we went in there, so it probably wasn't a great idea to go in a place with really flashy lights. But the yeah. drink helped. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then entree. So they've got like a L.A. lasagna, which looked really good. It's, it's basically like these uh, really big noodles that they pack full of 
of cheese and, and they put the sauce on it and then they deep fry the noodles. That does sound good. It looked really good. We didn't get that. Uh, no. <laughs> Then there was ribs that they recommended to us that are served on like a, a picnic table. Yeah, apparently um, they're cooked for like oh, f- like six hours. Yeah, I think they said hours. they they slow cook them. Um, we didn't get those either. No, <laughs> we made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> right, we should have tried the signature dishes. But uh, McKenna and I both got Guy Fieri burgers. Oh, yeah. Um, that we got the got same the, one. I did, too. The bacon mac and cheese burger. Yeah. You did, but yours was just a plain Jane burger yeah. with cheese on it. Yeah, I didn't add stuff it was, on And they're it. smash burgers. I was still taking the flavor town. You, <laughs> you didn't have the donkey sauce. No. Garrett had no donkey sauce. You got to put the donkey sauce on there. That's what gets you to flavor town. That's the no fuel sauce. to <laughs> flavor town. But ours was bacon and then mac and cheese. Yeah. And the donkey sauce and everything else the you wanted on the burger. The donkey sauce was so good. But they were good burgers. They're really big. They're huge. I couldn't finish my they're like They're like Scooby-Doo sandwiches. They're, they're, about, they're bigger than your head. Yeah, they're... I had to smash mine Giant. down before I took it to Flavortown. Um, before I, I took put, myself to Flavortown. I, I wish that Guy Fieri would have put some barbecue sauce on that, too. I feel like it would have t- like taken it one step farther if it had a little bit of barbecue <laughs> sauce. Sauce it up even more. So- just a little... Come on, he's a sauce... He likes sauce. you got to <laughs> sauce it up. <laughs> and, uh, but, Garrett, what did you think about your cheeseburger? Yours was plain, but did you think it was good? Yeah, it was definitely good, but it wasn't as good as Shake Shack. Yeah, if you oh. <laughs> want a good burger while you're in Florida, go to Shake Shack. It's over at Mullet Millennia. So good. I love Shake Shack. And then Sam, you got some sort of a steak salad. Do you remember what it was called? Yeah, um, it might have been a steakhouse salad. Um, I don't know, but it had blue cheese and steak and um, it had like fried onion and avocado and tomato and cucumber stuff like that and it was good the steak was a little overcooked but that's okay it was it was fairly good probably wasn't worth the 20 dollars but you know um it's disney springs I needed uh, some vegetables in my life at that moment yeah we ate a lot of junk this past week (laughs) yeah we did Um, i just I felt like I was eating only really gross stuff, so I wanted to get something that was sort of healthy, but I'm sure the cheese and fried onions kind of took away the health factor. So, I would like to say something. This isn't about Disney Springs, but if you want something that's not super expensive and kind of, you know, you should go to, like, Shake Shack or Mellow Mushroom and then go to Disney... Because they're really good and they're not super pricey. Well, Shake Shack's expensive for like a fast food burger, but it's not. It's not Disney Springs expensive. Nowhere near Disney Springs. Yeah, and 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 like Sam said, all the entrees we ordered were in the neighborhood of twenty bucks a piece. Yeah, so the burgers were twenty bucks. Um, Garrett's little plain Jane burger was about twenty bucks. So I would recommend eating outside of Disney Disney Springs, Disney Disney Spring, and then going. To yeah. like then going well, yeah, and that's that's a very good budget point because again, we've said before, not only are you going to pay a lot for food in the parks, uh, but if you can do it, if you can eat outside the parks, do it. You can also take food with you, yeah, into the parks, and that's okay. Yeah, they allow you to take food into the parks, and they understand not everyone can spend like fifty dollars yeah. on a meal because so, you really do have to budget it. I mean, 
we're talking about we had a couple beverages. Our drinks were probably fifteen dollars a piece. Yeah. The appetizer. And I just had a coke. The, well, I'm talking about me and oh, mom. Fancy drinks. Yeah, the fancy drinks were about fifteen dollars. I think Garrett's was maybe thirteen, fourteen bucks. Your coke was probably ten dollars. I don't know. I, it was like <laughs> it was around four dollars. Let's say let's say but five. That's expensive for a coke. Um, and then uh, the appetizer. So you, you know, you put all that together. That's an expense. That was lunch. Yeah. That was our lunch, and that was a really expensive lunch. We could have. Now here's the thing. Portions are huge. So oh, for, yeah. so we could have probably made it with the appetizer and two entrees and split it. Yeah. Because I don't like McKenna, you only ate mistake. Yeah, you only ate half your burger. Mm-hmm. I tried to eat all mine, but I was mm-hmm. hurting. Garrett, you ate all your burger, but you didn't eat any fries really. The uh, fries were good. Oh yeah, we though. didn't mention the, the fries. They were pretty good. They're good fries. Good fries. It's a mixture of like different cuts of fries yeah. and they have like a uh, seasoning on them that's tasty. The Fieri se- seasoning. <laughs> yeah. Ferrari? No. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, all in all, like, if you were going to give it a rating, let's let's give it out of uh, a five star dining experience. Considering the atmosphere, the the service, the service was good, um, and then the food. I'll just start with McKenna. What would you give it out of five? Like a three and a half. Like it's a three and a half. It's a decent rating. It's a fun place to go. It's expensive. The foods, it's fine. If you don't get the signature stuff. The re- like, I like my mm. Fieri burger. And we didn't even talk about the milkshakes. Oh, they have gosh. ridiculous milkshakes. You need to go to our Twitter so cool. and take a picture, or take a picture. Look at the picture of the, the menu that I took, which shows the milkshakes. One of them comes with a piece of cake on top of it. <laughs> yeah, which is insane. It's a strawberry milkshake. But yeah, we didn't try that. So you're right. We avoided a lot of kind of the signature stuff, yeah. which was a mistake. We probably, if we were to go there for dinner, I probably would do it totally different. Yeah, but like... Again, the signature stuff is going to be like 10 times more expensive than it's just the normal stuff. It's not 10 times. It's a little like more expensive. 10. Like, you know what I mean. But, I don't know. Three and a half. The okay. I like the atmosphere. It's a little too busy for me. I prefer, like, Morimoto, which is super expensive. Yes. But <laughs> it was a nice atmosphere in there. Yeah. And it was still fun and entertaining. But it was just a different kind of dining experience. It is. And it's that's what I prefer if I I'm going to spend a lot of money. I think it's a good place to take families with kids because the kids are going to be distracted by all the stuff that's going on and you won't worry about them being noisy. Yeah, that's, you're, that's right. I'd say three and three quarters. Three and three quarters, okay. It's so really a little more than McKenna. It's fun. It was fun. I like, See? I like the food. All right. That was good. Sam? I would give it a two and a half. Two and a half. It's right in the middle for me. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, I, given the price that it is, I wouldn't do it again. But um, in, unless I was going for the signature yeah, items, that's what I. Think, I, yeah. I just, yeah, I won't go there and buy a twenty dollars salad ever again. Um, don't do lunch there. No, I, I think it's a dinner place. Yeah, because you want to get the heavier meals because those are the signature things. And I think yes. if we if we had done that, it would have been a different, maybe a different feeling, but yeah, and plus or a different or, rating yeah. too. Yeah. So this is probably a, a lunch rating of the observatory. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, you're fine. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm glad that we went and we did it. But um, if I go back again, I want a bigger appetite and I want to eat. Like be prepared to eat like sticky ribs or something. Yeah. You know? we, yeah, I think if we were to go back, 
what I would suggest doing is we could probably do the chicken again, the appetizer, because we were all satisfied with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We could get the L.A. lasagna. We could get the ribs. We could go with fancier drinks and maybe do milkshakes at the end, and that'd probably be fine. We can get a salad. Yeah. Like not a like not a fancy salad, but like we can get those. We could share it, and we can get like a salad too. Yeah, we could do something like that. I would give it a. Yeah. I enjoyed my burger. You know, the kids That's afterwards, <laughs> we we ended up having burgers for dinner because, like we said, we went to Shake Shack, and the kids were like, "These burgers are better than the Planet Hollywood burgers." They're different. I mean, I think I still would have put the the bacon mac and cheese burger above my Shake Shack burger, but it still feels. Like you're paying a paying too much uh, for the experience that you get there and the food that you get there. So, I I think I would have to go two and a half with mom. I'm, I think that's yeah. a solid rating. And like I said, maybe this is the lunch rating. Maybe we didn't do it exactly right. But I mean, I can tell you that if you if you're there, if you wanted to go for appetizers and dessert, and maybe you know throw in something like throw the ribs in there, you probably do well. Yeah. Um, go for drinks. They do have fancy drinks. I just don't like when you're comparing it to places like I know we haven't been yet, but but like um, Homecoming, the Boathouse, Morimoto. I don't know how you justify going to Planet Hollywood. Yeah. It would be like going to Rainforest Cafe. Yeah, it, it is. It's exactly Springs. like that. Yeah, it's for the entertainment for, of younger kids, mm-hmm. and you know the food's fine. Yeah, so I think we average out to about a three. Yeah, three's decent. It's not like yeah, awful. I think that's fair. Two and a half saws the rating in half. Two and a half saws the rating in half. Yeah, it does. You're right. Monday morning monorail, Planet Hollywood Observatory rating three. About yeah, about, about a three. three. Okay, I think that's fair. Uh, I think it is. Compare that to Sam. What would you have given Morimoto? Oh gosh, they get like five stars for me. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that. <laughs> I, I just wanted you to say it. Four three quarters. <laughs> I'm excited to go to Chicken Guy because I love yeah. Guy Fieri's food. I like the burger, and I'm excited to go to the restaurant that is yeah. for him. We'll go back. That that'll be a spring break destination, oh, yeah. Chicken Guy. It'll be a yeah. me and, and mom destination. And oh, you're gonna go in February. Oh, I you? am me and mom's d- destination. No. <laughs> so, all right. Well, <laughs> I think that'll wrap us up for today. Um, I am very excited. You know, we're kicking off this new year. A whole new adventure for the Monday Morning Monorail podcast, relocating the beautiful uh, 3M Studios <laughs> down yeah. to, down to uh, beautiful Central Florida very soon in the next several months. We're going to try very hard not to interrupt podcast production. It may not always be the full-fledged episode like you might expect with the three segments and the M340. I'm sure I'll hear from Landon that he was excluded from today, but... We're going to do our best to keep the content coming, even though our lives might be kind of uh, crazy. Hectic. Crazy and hectic for the next several months. wild. It's going to be wild. That's the word of the year, by the way. Yeah, buck wild. Get ready. Wild (laughs) and buck wild are in. Um, Yeet is out. I would ask, again, for those of you who are interested in helping to influence future content, one of the things I would say is, are there rating or are there restaurants that you would like Sam to review? While she's down there, we Other have an embedded reporter. You would like me to review in February, and <laughs> we I could will send McKenna. Be very. I'll be Gordon Ramsay in the restaurant. I'll You're gonna yell like, at people. Give my condolences to the chef. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I would also say, as we're kind of navigating this move to Florida, 
if you all want a little insight into kind of where we're at, what we're doing, the things we're exploring, uh, we could talk about that a little bit. Maybe that'd be something that'd be good to make videos of or something for the YouTube channel. But anything else that you want us to talk about, any questions you have, any suggestions you have, any opinions you have on the things that we've said, we'd love to hear them. Again, our Twitter is at Morning Monorail. We are Monday Morning Monorail, no spaces on Instagram. We are we have a Monday Morning Monorail Facebook page. And you can email us, mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. Follow, uh, subscribe, I should say. Subscribe to Gummy Bear King on YouTube. And, He's, and follow on Twitter. Follow on Twitter. He's getting mad at me because I don't do enough plugs for him. On Twitter, it's Gummy Bear King 2 because it just automatically did that. I don't even think there's a Gummy Bear King 1 on Twitter. <laughs> well, that's okay. You're Gummy Bear King squared. And McKenna doesn't have anything she wants to plug. Maybe once I get my um, rating random things going, then maybe I'll plug it. I don't okay. know. Okay. Rating random things like gonna, Disney related or no. just... I'm just going to go around and I'll eat like a chicken nugget at McDonald's and I'll go, I'll go on Twitter and I'll go, McDonald's nugget, three out of five. It's I'd, fine. I'd, I'd follow that. Yeah. <laughs> you just need some good art for the... Uh, she won't make art for this option. podcast. I refuse. You can't make oh, me. Oh, I should say really quickly, we have a Tee Public store. We launched a Tee Public store. If you are interested in merch, because who's not interested in merch? I'm probably going to make some merch. So. We've, we've got some stuff out there. So go to our Tee Public store. I've linked it on Twitter, I think, that you can get there by, um, if you go to Tee Public, like teepublic.com slash Monday Morning Monorail. If that's not correct, sue me. But I'll link it again on the Twitter. We've got two options. One is the classic Monday Morning Monorail logo, and you can get that on shirts. You can get it on notebooks. You can get it on coffee cups. Or there's even a special design based around one of my early flubs in speech where I said that refurbishment skeletons were going to be doing some work at Walt Disney World. So we have a refurbishment skeleton logo that you can go take a look at, which I thought was cute. But I made it, so I might be biased. I'll make I'll make a shirt, but it has to only be Remy the Rat. Do you could do a Remy one? I'd love for you to make a logo for hashtag Save the Muppets. Yeah, I, you're right. You're right. I want to do one that's Mickey Mouse like talking into a, a mic. Do it with with your headphones. Do it. I want you guys to. I'll put them on the T Public Store. You'll have designs specifically made by our Monday Morning Monorail crew. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a signature on the bottom then. Maybe no. I'll break out the Why? digital <laughs> pad. Make sure to make them PNGs I so I can get rid of the background. You know, They Got need it. to have transparent backgrounds so they look good on shirts. So go check that out and call a voicemail. Leave us messages if you'd like. Sam, any parting words from Central Florida? Uh, no, just uh, let me know if any of you are visiting and uh, book through Nick Salcedo so we can get that gift card to spend. Yeah, that's right. Um, CaptureTheMagicVacations.com. Nick Salcedo, he's your guy. Yeah, but no, I miss you guys, and that's about it, really. We miss you, too. Miss you, too. We'll be, miss you. We'll be video calling and talking, you know, every day um, until we are together again. Again. Yes. <laughs> All right. Until next week, have a magical day, and enjoy this first week, first full week of the new year. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. 
Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all real soon. <laughs> <laughs>